Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. We did not think about what to talk about. <laughs> Usually we plan it out a little bit. We just set our intro and just stared at each other. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't have anything interesting to say. I also have nothing interesting to say. We're really interesting podcast hosts. Yes. Well, I think we should say fun facts about ourselves because I don't feel like people know anything about us. Okay. Do you have one? Um, the only thing I thought of that I was thinking about recently was that in fifth grade, I had swine flu. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Fun. Um, my go-to fun fact, and if you've met me, you will know this, is that in high school, I was in Shrek the Musical, and I played an egg, as in I was Humpty Dumpty, and I fully wore an egg. Yep. And I'm really proud of it. <laughs> she is very proud of it. <laughs> She peaked as an egg in high school. I did not just peak as an egg. <laughs> but Katie does make fun of me a lot because anytime we go to costume parties, Sydney really likes to go out. <laughs> I go a little too hard. It's I, okay. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not like against costumes. Like sometimes I like dressing up, but sometimes I have no energy. Sydney always wants to go 110%. Listen, it's the theater kid in me. Clearly. <laughs> Katie was a band kid. She can't say anything. I was the cool band kid. I was the cool theater kid. (laughs) We will never know about either of us because neither of us were there with each other. Yeah, we met in college. I will choose to believe that you were the cool theater kid and you can choose to believe that I was the cool band kid. (laughs) That's how our friendship. (laughs) That's how it works. Yeah. (laughs) But now we both know that's not true. No. We're really weird. So what are we talking about today? My dream place to go is Ireland. That's on my bucket list. Yes. We've already in an episode talked about how much you love Ireland. Yeah. So I picked, well, I was going to do two haunted places and because I didn't think there would be a lot about both. And then I got really deep into one. And so I'm just doing one. But it is called Lep Castle, which is spelled like leap. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it's pronounced lip lip that's what i'm assuming also if you are from ireland or know someone from ireland we do have listeners in ireland i tried to find pronunciations for a lot of these and i struck out and so forgive me when all of these names are wrong um if you are from ireland and you're listening to this episode you should send us an email for how wrong katie is (laughs) pronunciations be kind as i said in the last episode or two i'm not good at taking criticism so it's okay anyway no be nice to her but also say hey (laughs) be our first email besides my sister (laughs) or a spammy account (laughs) so tell me about lep castle lep castle is located here we go (laughs) in cool dairy that's probably wrong (laughs) how does it spell all one word cool Dairy, D-E-R-R-Y. Okay. I was thinking and, D- D-A-I-R-Y. No. So. Uh, comma. <laughs> County Offaly. Offaly. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> Anyways. I have no idea where that is. Don't cool. ask me. Did not look it up on It's in that. Ireland. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So, the castle. There are different accounts of when the main part, the main tower and part of the building was actually built. People say it, people's accounts of it range from the 13th century to the 15th century. But I saw and multi, also all my sources said slightly different things about mm-hmm. everything. But most likely it was around 1250 CE common era. Ah, Looked it up. Yes. Evidence suggests that the castle was constructed on the same site as a different ancient stone structure that was possibly used for ceremonies and that the area has been used consistently at least since 500 BCE, before Common Era. Which Did you is, not use BCE in high No, school? I always used BC and AD. Okay. Not yeah. BCE. My, my also, school not taught. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We did not learn that in school. I had to look it up. That's okay. Sorry. But anyways. But that's a long time. Yeah, that is the Iron Age. And it's also possible. (laughs) Me neither. But it's also possible that it was used during Neolithic times. So that Mm -hmm. was 4500 BCE. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yep. So I don't know if that mattered to anyone. Didn't really matter <laughs> to me. There's like one listener out there that's like, <laughs> They yeah. really care. And I probably got it wrong. But now we're going to move on to the people. And so I really thought this part was not going to be much. And then the people that lived and built this castle, they're insane. <laughs> so good. The builders of the castle were the wealthy O'Bannon clan. If I said that, I'm I'm just going to go with it. Just go with it. Yep. The original name of the castle was something in probably Gaelic that I can't pronounce and couldn't cool. find. So I'm just going to say what it translated to English <laughs> means. Um, Lep of the O'Bannons was the original name. Do we know what Lep is? Well, I'm going to tell you why people think it's called that. Cool. So... But first off, never mind. I'll say that after this. Okay. So the legend of the O'Bannons was that two of the brothers in the clan were always fighting about who was going to inherit their father's riches and control of the castle. So as men do, they created a competition. So what they were going to do was both jump off a giant rock on the site where the castle was going to be built. And whoever lived won and <laughs> would get to be in charge of the building of the castle and become the leader of the clan. I was just thinking it was like a jumping, like who can do further? <laughs> whoever like, lives. Stupid competition. Um, there are no records of who won, if anyone won. <laughs> So that's why people... The implication that one and only one will live. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible neither of them did. And that's what people think. It's called Lep of the O'Bannon. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So anyways, that's the backstory. There's not much on that family besides... If we ever get in a fight. (laughs) I'm not jumping off a rock. I have made it this far in my life without breaking a bone. I also love the phrasing of a rock. Like, it's not (laughs) a a giant rock. Just a big rock. Yeah, the castle wasn't built yet. They whoever won got to like be in charge of the building, you know? Who knows? (laughs) Somebody got control eventually. I don't Someone know if it was, lived. It was like the third brother who was like, I'm not getting involved. He said, no, nah, I don't want it. And <laughs> they did both die. He's like, it's mine now. <laughs> Great. So anyway, so the O'Bannons were secondary chieftains of the ruling O'Carroll clan. And now these people are the crazy ones. <laughs> so the O'Carrolls were more powerful. So they kind of, I think they just kind of took possession of the castle. They were like, we have more than you and we're scary here. (laughs) They're pretty intense and ruthless. They were basically, there was basically always a power struggle with the family and were known for being very violent. Great. And I really just looked up one of the names of these guys because it was like, this guy died and everything went south and it was way worse than you think. So this is their family history about who had power over the clan and multiple sources like had a little bit different names at times and different orders and so I think I for the most part got it sorted out Mm -hmm. but it might not be 100% correct but it's close also everybody has the same names and it's so confusing so the first prince of Eli if that's wrong E-L-Y I don't know. So the first prince to live at this castle that most people believe was John O'Carroll. So, but then this John, first John, John. first John, like the Bible, first John, (laughs) died at Lep Castle from the plague. Great. And then his son Mulroney or Mulrooney, I don't know, O'Carroll took over. This is the first Mulroney, Mulrooney. He was, but he was known as a great leader who was strong and brave. Good for him. This is the guy I looked up because he, everyone seemed like they respected his power. And he unfortunately died after 42 years as the leader in 1532 at the castle. And so this is where everything kind of became a shit show. (laughs) Great. So. Welcome to the shit show. (laughs) After Mulroney the first died, his son, I say it, Fiergenheim. This is the worst name. I don't even I don't Great. think that's right at all. <laughs> go with he it. succeeded him and rumors started to go around that I'm calling fear. Um <laughs> yeah, fear. fear. Rumors started to go around that old fear had murdered a guest at the dinner table. At the dinner <laughs> table? Yeah. That's not a rumor. That's like <laughs> it's a rumor. And his steward had killed a servant in the guard room. So I can't get over the being like it's a rumor. Like no one else was there. Was you it know like- the family kind of backs each other up, you know, but not really because I'm about to tell you that they don't. Great. 
But so because of that, fear was killed by the old Malloys. All these last names are O Mm-hmm. apostrophe Malloy's in 1541 so he got murdered uh, Fear had several sons known as Teague the one-eyed <laughs> William and Thaddeus and I think there were a couple more but the names were all kind of inconsistent so I didn't write mm-hmm. them down so one-eye <laughs> I'm gonna go one-eye one-eye was kind of crazy oh he- really <laughs> He murdered his own brother, Thaddeus O'Carroll, who was a priest. (laughs) It just gets worse. By stabbing him with his sword in the middle of performing mass in the Lepcastle family chapel, Thaddeus fell across the altar and died in front of his family. And so the chapel is called the Bloody Chapel. He was like... Mid, middle well, mass like, like i read and i think it wrote down later but i should have put it here um thaddeus started the mass with before one eye got there and so he got mad <laughs> <laughs> then just went up and plunged a sword in him maybe he should have been on time because he need to learn some things from that mass yeah well <laughs> one i killed thaddeus and the bloody chapel was born oh my gosh <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> so because of this brutal murder, one eye. <laughs> just you laughing while saying <laughs> this brutal murder. Well, one eye was then murdered by his cousin Kahir or Charles. I think they're both O'Carroll. So his cousin killed him because he killed his brother. <laughs> and then Kahir slash Charles, whatever, was murdered by one eye's brother William. So. William. William Edhar O'Carroll in 1554. Well, do you want to know what William's nickname was? The Pale. (laughs) (laughs) They're Irish. Aren't they all pale? (laughs) Yeah, but William the Pale. (laughs) So he murdered Cahir because... Wait, I just gotta say, William, you gotta... The Pale. The one eye killed your other brother thaddeus is also yeah your but brother. then his cousin killed one eye and oh my so, gosh keep going okay so I william the pale was then murdered in 1581 by someone in a related clan called the o'connors and so now we're gonna backtrack just a little bit william the pale had sons named teague like his brother mulrooney <laughs> again john and charles so names we've Great. all seen they're all the names um one eye had a son named mulrooney also who was born at lep castle in about 1540 i think so now we're gonna go back to the murder <laughs> so after william the pale was killed his son john took over as chief and then mulrooney one eye's son so his cousin murdered john <laughs> And so then Mulrooney became the clan chief for the O'Carrolls. Is that how it works? For them, yeah. For their family. <laughs> they just murder each other and get just, to have... you know, if you kill enough people. Yeah, that's what keeps happening. <laughs> because as we all know now, Mulrooney was going to be murdered <laughs> for murdering Great, yeah. his cousin. Mulrooney murdered John. Mm-hmm. And so then John's brother Charles killed Mulrooney <laughs> in 1582, along with two others who were contenders to be chief. And then Charles just kind of took over from there. So... Three of them. You would think that you would learn, I'm not going to murder anyone because then I'm going to get murdered. Yeah, well, I think they all thought I'm really powerful, so no one's going to come up against me, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Charles was knighted in 1586, so he was chief and then he got knighted, and then... The bloody era finally ended. I was making okay. sure I didn't actually go back. Um, finally ended when Charles, I bet you can guess what happened, was murdered <laughs> by a neighboring clan in 1600. But Charles, I feel like Charles, it was kind of a valid reason this time was he had killed 150 of his own men and nobles from the McMahon clan, I think. And he had, so why he did this was because he had begun to distrust all of them, which I feel like this whole family just didn't trust anyone. Yeah, how do you trust anyone yeah and so when it was time to pay his soldiers he just killed them all in their sleep <laughs> he was like i don't trust personally them. or did he send he had someone? a few like trusted people with him but okay. he personally murdered a lot of them so Dude. yeah yeah so that happened so then he got murdered for that you know yeah and then charles did have a son though named mulrooney <laughs> of course <laughs> all the same four names and 
Mulroney was one of the four contenders for chief at that point, but the courts were taking over now and deciding who gets to be in charge. And they decided that his, that Mulroney's four-year-old nephew, or Charles' four-year-old nephew, John O'Carroll, would be the rightful heir, <laughs> according to a settlement that was negotiated by William the Pale. <laughs> and a legal guardian for baby John <laughs> was appointed. Baby John? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused, honestly. I wrote all this out and I'm still confused about who was who. But basically, everyone all i need to know is they just killing killing each other other and they all have the same names so great john o'carroll baby john (laughs) was given ownership of lep castle in 1629 i'm just imagining like in mario kart where it's like baby peach (laughs) (laughs) baby john anyway william the pale one eye their nicknames are definitely interesting but i gave baby john his nickname so oh i thought that that's what they called it (laughs) (laughs) dang Anyways, and now the O'Carrolls are kind of done-ish. Well, ish. So in 1649, the property was given to the first in the Darby bloodline, so a different family, and his name was Jonathan. And Jonathan was a soldier who was given the property and land as payment, because I think he kind of like, I don't know, he did something as a soldier that they were like, this is for you. Cool. And then he actually, I don't know if he did it, somebody gave back the castle in 1664 back to john o'carroll for being loyal to charles the first i don't even know who charles first is at that point though but then the decision was reversed in 1667 so three years later because charles the second had different views i don't know i honestly thought they were all dead at that point so i have no idea but maybe it was written down somewhere and they were like this person was loyal but not anymore well is it like is charles like a king like a higher they were all like chief at some point. It's very confusing. I don't understand. Anyways, Lep Castle ended up back in the possession of the Darbys. Cool. And so now we're moving on to the Darby family. So Jonathan Darby was the second Jonathan Darby. And Jonathan was married to a woman named Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> and they had a son named Jonathan. <laughs> Great. Jonathan III married a woman named Anna Maria de Astaire, I think, in 1693. And uh, Jonathan III kind of had a hard time because in 1698, he was tried for treason and sentenced to be hanged, hanged, drawn, and quartered, which if you don't, if no one knows what that is, this included being fastened to a wooden panel, then a horse would take you to the execution site, and then the convicted person would be hung almost to the point of death, then emasculated, disemboweled, beheaded, and quartered, or chopped into four pieces. <laughs> but fortunately, wow. fortunately for Jonathan III, the British monarchy had a power shift, and he ended up being excused by william of orange william of orange yep let's hope that's right <laughs> so jonathan is actually actually often referred to as the wild captain i don't know what that means maybe it means something in ireland i just said that somewhere and i don't know it said he cool. was famous for that i don't know if he's actually that. i don't know what level of infamy what level of fame yeah so jonathan third back to him he and anna maria had a son named jonathan the fourth <laughs> It's 1708. Great. Um, the fourth. <laughs> I'm just going to call him four. Four. <laughs> four. <laughs> I liked Divergent. <laughs> four. Um, <laughs> married in 1745 a woman named Susanna Lovett. And sadly, this Jonathan died in 1776. Jonathan four. <laughs> I almost said, when you said they got married, I almost said, love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's her stupid. name. It was <laughs> really stupid. I don't even have a comment. Oh, sorry, everyone. We are kind of slap I'm really tired. That's okay. Um, But I love this podcast, so I'm committed. (laughs) (laughs) You got a very serious look in her eyes. Anyways. Okay, so before Jonathan IV died, he had fathered Jonathan V. Five. In 1746. Um, But there was also more sons. So now we're going to have some extra names. Great. Henry was another son in 1748. And then I think, these are twins because they were born in the same year, 1758, Robert and Christopher. Cool. Um, I wrote, thank goodness for new names. Yeah. <laughs> so Jonathan number five <laughs> upheld Lep Castle until he died in 1802. And because he had no male children left, the estate was given to his younger brother, Henry. And Henry was a naval admiral 
and died without any children in 1823. So then another brother had it and then it kept going down the line until eventually another Jonathan was given the estate in 1872. Great. So yeah, lots of... So many Jonathans. Jonathans. Well, this Jonathan, I don't even know what number he is because honestly, could have been more. Also, it's raining. I'm sorry if you can <laughs> hear it. It's kind of loud. Um, This Jonathan... Maybe he's the last one. Married a woman named Mildred Dill in 1889. And Mildred's kind of important okay. because she comes back a lot with the hauntings. Love that. So keep, I only brought her, I at first didn't write her down. And then mm. I was reading about the hauntings and I was like, oh no, Mildred is legit. Mildred. <laughs> so Mildred Dill. But now we're going to fast forward from the Darby family to 1922. And this was, I think, during the Irish Civil War. And so... Early Sunday morning on July 30th in 1922, 11 raiders destroyed the north and large wing of Lep Castle by setting fire to it. Rip. Thankfully, and I say that as a tentative, thankfully, the only people inside were the caretaker, Richard Dawkins, and his wife and baby, which is still bad, but like, I'm going to tell you the story so they kind of were inside, kind of weren't inside. But so Richard actually got to tell the courts his set of events. Like, so this is his timeline of what happened. So at 2.20 a.m., he heard someone knocking on the door. So he peeked his head out the window and saw a bunch of guys outside who told him that they needed somewhere to stay for the night and to let them in. So he seems really nice. So he went downstairs to let them in and they turned a gun on him. And we're just kind of like, you gotta let us in now. And so they told Richard that they were planning on burning the lep down. So Richard begged them to get his wife and baby out. And thankfully, they gave him 20 minutes to like kind of get their stuff and get out. I don't think they took all the 20 minutes. Yeah. But they were like, you got 20 minutes. Get the baby. <laughs> um, so the I mean, that's kind of generous yeah <laughs> like grab and go yeah so the raid i think they just wanted to destroy the property they mm -hmm. were like i don't think they wanted to kill anyone but the raiders poured petrol all over and started a fire the dawkins family stayed outside from 2 30 a.m to 5 a.m just watching their home go up in flames luckily though it wasn't like i don't think the entire thing like came down but um Every one of the raiders had had their own thing of petrol and they had guns on them and they had like gone through and like broken a bunch of the furniture before lighting it all on fire. But like Richard thankfully was able to save and restore some of the furniture. He like, I think he kind of got some of that out when they were like, get your family out. Mm -hmm. And so he was storing that in an office, like not attached to the castle, but another part of the property. And sadly, literally later that Sunday, people in the neighborhood came by and looted it to like just what? take it all <laughs> like people were really mean oh to this guy they get worse there's more to this Great. story like these people in this neighborhood did not like them apparently so the next day on july 31st the dawkins family was staying in another lodge on the property and then another knock on the door came at that place at 4 20 a.m place <laughs> Uh, we don't smoke. Yeah, I was going to say, neither <laughs> one of us smokes. We but that does funny. not stop us from saying that. Anyway. So, I'm not sure if it was the same men. I'm assuming it's probably the same men. They were asking for paraffin oil. And Richard was like, I don't have any of that. I think it's just random oil. I looked, But I was like, I don't know if it's something special. But So, the guys left and went to the castle. And I think Richard kind of was like, hmm. That seems kind of sketchy. And so he goes to find out that the southern part of Lep Castle was now on fire and he couldn't get in to save like anything besides some chairs and a couch. You got a couch out? <laughs> I'm sure it's not like the kind of couch know, we have but now. <laughs> but yeah, um, the only person to help him was his wife. Oh. Everyone else came to watch and laughed at him when he asked for help. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so rude. People be rude. Yeah. Thank goodness. So I think the Darbys still owned this place at someone of the family because a Jonathan Darby, I wrote Lord knows what number, <laughs> had told the newspaper that it looked like explosives had been used in the castle and that it was likely locals that started the fire, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. They all seem to not like the people at the castle. So yeah, there's that. Great. So that was the burning was what that was called on the website. <laughs> I love these um the burning <laughs> yeah the bloody era <laughs> the bloody chapel that's on the hauntings part so um more recent history of the castle was that after the burning 
<laughs> Some surveyors in Dublin gave an estimate of the castle and it came out to be around 22,684 pounds, which is about 1 million euros in 2018. So that's like around a million dollars in 2018. But the claim for like everything was a smaller amount for them. Like I don't think they got all that money. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucked. Uh, fast forward to 1974, the crumbling castle was sold to Peter Bartlett, Bartlett, not Bartlett, Bartlett, who is an Australian historian whose mom had actually been in O'Bannon, I think. Mm. And so Bartlett and a construction guy named Joe Sullivan, like were doing a lot of big renovations up until 1989 when Peter passed away. But actually in 1991, a man, a musician named Sean Ryan, um, bought the castle and so it's privately owned and he and his wife Anne live there to this day Cute. and they have still been like doing work on it and i was telling sydney earlier like all the google reviews for this place are like it's this guy's private home and he just like lets people come in and gives them tours and plays irish music for them and like he love that he like looks like you would think he looks like a long white beard icon just a friendly looking guy he's in all the photos (laughs) love that but anyways so sean ryan still lives there Little there since 1991. Dang. It's a long time. 30 years. Yep. And now we're moving on to the hauntings. So uh, hauntings have been reported at the Lep Castle like since the Darby family took over. Mm -hmm. So a very long time. So we're going to start in the Bloody Chapel for obvious reasons. Yeah, obviously. Poor Thaddeus. (laughs) So one strange occurrence that many have reported in the chapel is seeing a bright light coming from the upper windows at night. And like the Ryan family still like will get calls from neighbors being like, I just saw this like weird light. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of lights. in. I don't know. Yeah. Not that would be bright enough that neighbors would call you. Yeah. And on Google Maps, like there's a gate around this place like it's a little off the road like i feel like it would be hard to see Mm -hmm. something unless it was like really bright um people have also said that they have smelled rubber when visiting which is like and it said it's like weird smelling rubber i don't know and then the spirit obviously that room that is seen here is thaddeus o'carroll he is said to haunt for obvious reasons (laughs) um and his spirit is known to like people just see him kind of hanging around but they've also seen him like on the stairs like below kind of lurking or like leaving the chapel on the west side i don't know if it has any cool relevance but that's what it said so now this is something that's kind of in the chapel but not it's called the and i should have looked up how to say it like obliet or something o-u-b-l-i-e-t-t-e and in the 1900s workers were trying to restore the castle and they found an obliet if that's wrong i apologize behind a chapel wall and the name oblia is based on a french word meaning to forget do you know that word i feel the like french word for to forget i feel like i've seen it okay i don't think it's obliet but i don't it's, know how to similar. say it okay well i don't think i'm saying this right so i wrote you might be asking what is an obliet well, it is known as a bottle dungeon, which is a basement space that can be only accessed from a hatch in a tall ceiling. So at the bottom of the, I'm gonna call it the dungeon, about 150 human skeletons were found on wooden spikes. <laughs> <laughs> Under the chapel? Yeah, behind a chapel wall. It's like a little basement dungeon and wooden, hundred about 150 what? skeletons. <laughs> Many who know the history think that the O'Carrolls would drop guests through a trap door to be impaled on the spikes, which were like eight feet down yeah this is like <laughs> like the murder castle like the if, yeah if you didn't think the o'carrolls were brutal enough i was thinking of like that serial killer family that like had a hotel back in like oh, i know which one you're yeah i can't I think of their names yeah. but it kind of reminds me of that so the o'carrolls would invite like mercenaries who helped them in battles from other clans they would invite them over to feasts for celebration and the food would be poisoned and then they would slash their throats and then throw them down into the dungeon and they would be impaled why because they're just terrible people what's the point oh my god i mean honestly they just seem like they like to murder people at this point but um at least 39 i don't know who these people are uh, 39 of these were the o'neill clan and they were all killed this way. Um, a pocket. I think the O'Neill clan would catch on. <laughs> <laughs> it might have all been at once. Who knows? That's fair. But it's just like they killed so many people. Goodness. A pocket watch from the mid 1800s was found in the dungeon, which so that kind of tells you like they were doing it for a while. Yeah. And like maybe other people besides the O'Carrolls were doing it. Um, 
another time, this isn't exactly about the dungeon, I don't think, but the O'Carrolls had murdered a group of people from the McMahone, I've said the name before, McMahone clan, something like that. And they had also helped Chief Charles O'Carroll. And so he invited them over and while they were sleeping, the O'Carrolls killed them all. It's just like this family Lots of murder. just killed everyone. They're like, we don't want to repay you for your help. So we're just gonna I'm gonna get you. <laughs> what is that from? Like a horror movie? Yeah, but I feel like I watched something recently where they were like making fun of that. Sydney was, we were doing a dagger motion. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you couldn't picture it. Anyways, so. Oh, was, was it New Girl or something? Yeah, maybe? I, don't I don't know. No, she was yelling at a coyote as a roadrunner. Meet me. Anyways, back to the dungeon with 150 skeletons. (laughs) So to clean out the dungeon, it took three cartloads to remove all the bones. I don't know how big the carts were, but I imagine pretty big. 150 bodies. I mean, imagine 150 people. Yeah, that's so many bones. Um, The dungeon is now covered up so that people will stay away, which makes sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't watch this episode of Ghost Adventures, but they did like a Halloween episode there and they definitely were like investigating around this. And like, I think they could like see partially down in it, but it was definitely a small, smaller hole that Mm -hmm. they could. So I don't think a person could really get down there. They said, Zach, stay away. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like maybe it was Billy, but who knows? I didn't watch that. So So, um, it is said that when the skeletons were being removed, that a lot of the energy from that was released into the castle and that a lot of the spirits, including the elemental, which I'll tell you about later, um, like they were all kind of released into the space. Uh, The current owner, Sean Ryan, also tells people that he has witnessed a spirit man who appears to live in the Obliet and will leave the chapel to wander around other parts of the castle. So now we're going to move on to the priest's house. I'm assuming Thaddeus. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe there was another priest there. I wouldn't really risk it, but (laughs) you better wait for everyone to be at that service before (laughs) starting mass. But anyways, so in the priest's house, it's mostly like shadow figures seen here. And this is actually the first part where Mildred Darby had reported some kind of activity. So I'm just going to read. I have a lot of these are just like her quotes. And honestly, I didn't want to paraphrase them because I just think it's interesting hearing someone else's words. So in the priest's house, this is what Mildred wrote. There is something heavy that lies on people's beds and snores and they feel the weight of a great body pressing against them in a room in the priest's house. A burly man in rough clothes like a peasant. He always pushes a heavy barrel up the back stairs of the wing near the servants' bedrooms, and when at the top, the barrel rolls down and all disappears. A monk with a tonsure and cowl, I don't know what that is, walks in at one window and out another in the priest's house. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I'm so jealous of this woman. The amount of things that apparently she has witnessed and like felt in this place is insane, because I'm pretty sure I have a quote from her on every single one of these. So I was just like, this woman has been through it. Goodness. But can I just can't I never want to feel something on my bed that isn't uh-uh. that isn't me or like my cat or something like I just don't Mm-mm. I don't want to feel it. and you can hear it snoring <clears throat> no I don't like snoring yeah. probably way more like people snoring is annoying enough yeah <laughs> the next place the murder hole room no one's quite sure which where this room is because so much has changed over the years of the renovations for obvious reasons it could be like where the dungeon is but also there's like a space i think on the southern side of the castle or i don't remember which one side of the castle that like there's a space that people are like it could be this room also and so no one knows where it is but mildred also had some weird stuff happen so i'm gonna read that tell us mildred I put my hand out of bed, snapping my fingers to call her Nell, which is a terrier. She's calling her dog over. My hand was suddenly in the grasp of another hand, a soft, cool hand at a temperature perceptibly below my own flesh. To say I was astonished would mildly convey my feelings. After a few seconds of steady pressure, the other hand let go, and almost simultaneously, I heard a heavy sliding fall, like the collapse of a large body at the foot of the bed. Then in the absolute stillness of the room, there sounded a deep human groan and some half-articulated words or to be accurate prayers. People have complained before, in fact. We don't generally put anyone in there now. The room is called the muckle or murder hole room, and the 
story goes that the stain on the floor is the blood of a man stabbed there by his brother. <laughs> Two O'Carrolls quarreled over the ownership of the castle. The room has been disused for 50 years or more when we did it up. The stain has been planed off the board several times, but it always comes again, creeps up from below in early hours. That's so creepy. <laughs> One, I'd never want to feel something grab my hand. That's why I don't like reaching over my bed. Sometimes I'm like, something could grab my hand. No, no. That's wild. And then hearing hearing a groan. Here's the thing. We've both like seen shadow figures. I still have like not really heard something. Like we've heard like a dog barking or something, but we've never heard like, I don't feel like I've heard a person's voice on my yeah. own like with, not um, like with my clearly, own ears yeah. yeah not on like a show and so i think if i ever heard something like that in person i don't know how i would ever get it out of my mind no. and the blood stain just keeps Creeping coming back for, that's wild <sighs> like it's so insane anyways now for infamous spirit the red lady so the Darbys actually said that this woman was one of the first spirits they encountered at Lep Castle. The Red Lady is said to be a very tall woman in a red dress who is seen carrying a dagger raised in a menacing manner. In quotes, menacing manner. Yeah. I wish you guys... In, in moments like this, I wish you people could see us. But also, I feel like they know what we're yeah. talking about. Imagine a tall woman with dark hair. People have said that she's kind of illuminated, like strangely, mm-hmm. and that the room will suddenly be freezing cold all the way to their hearts. Um, some people think that she might have been captured and assaulted by an O'Carroll and that she gave birth to a baby who was killed by the family because they, quote unquote, couldn't afford to feed the baby, which I just think is stupid. They probably just didn't want to take care of a baby. Yeah. So the woman is thought to have killed herself then by the same dagger that was used to kill the baby. Also, who is killing a baby with a dagger? That's so messed up. Oh my God. But yeah, so that's the story. I mean, I don't know if it's written down anywhere, but like people, a lot of people have like seen her. So Mildred has talked about it and and she said, there is a tall, dark woman in the historic scarlet silk dress that wrestles. She haunts the blue room, which always used to be the nursery and sobs at the foot of children's beds. So that would scare the crap out of me. (laughs) Imagine you're like a six year old and you're sleeping there and there's nope nope <laughs> no because i feel like there's so many like people on ghost shows that are like had experiences as kids and have never forgotten it and yeah. i'm like thank you god that i've never experienced yeah. that as a child <laughs> so um a guest that stayed at lep castle a guest of the darby family um had sent in an experience of their own to a reporter so i also have that this one's a little bit longer on the 31st of october Halloween. I I went to my bedroom about 11 p.m. During the night, the time was 12.45 a.m. As I subsequently saw by my watch, I felt that I was awakened by somebody in my room. No. (laughs) It was pitch dark and at first I could see nothing. I was wide awake with an extraordinary cold feeling at my heart that rapidly increased in intensity. Almost immediately I felt as much as saw that there was a tall figure in the middle of the room. My first impression was that O'Connell himself was there. I don't know who O'Connell is. (laughs) As no other member of the household would respond would correspond to that height. What is it? I asked. There was no answer but now I could see dimly at first and with increasing distinctness that the tall figure was clothed from head to toe in red and with its right hand raised menacingly in the air to my utter astonishment i could see that the light which illuminated the figure was from within having very much the effect of the dark lantern used in a photographer's room it's like a red Mm. yeah um as the figure advanced towards me the light increased and i could see distinctly that the form was that of a very tall woman holding some sort of weapon knife or dagger in her hand what is it i asked again (laughs) who is it and then hurriedly struck a match and lit my candle as the flame of the match and candle illuminated the room i looked all around the room was empty (laughs) that was just like a whole ghost story in itself yeah i would not say out loud what is it who Who is is it it? what is it (laughs) the what is it kills me i would have pulled my covers over my head and been like go away go i would have started praying i think i would have just peed my pants and started (laughs) sobbing i would cover my head in my blanket and start praying like god get this thing out of here (laughs) 
But anyway, that one was spooky. Also, that was what I, I was sitting out here last night researching by myself and I got to that part and I was like, time to move to my room so my back can be against a wall. <laughs> I need to be under the covers. <laughs> yeah, I need to be in my secure bedroom. <laughs> so the next spirits, there's two of them. Two little girl spirits. No. <laughs> named Emily and Charlotte. Um, they are seen running up the stairwell and playing in the main hall and people think they lived in the castle in the 1600s. Um, Emily's story is that she fell from the south battlement wall at the age of 11. People have seen a spirit of a little girl falling off the roof of the building and disappearing before hitting the ground. Well, that sucks. Yeah. That she's like reliving that. Yeah. But she's also like running around with her friend Charlotte. Okay, yeah. But Charlotte kind of scares me a little bit because <laughs> Charlotte is seen with a deformed leg dragging behind her. <laughs> if I saw a little girl laughing and running with her leg oh, like dragging yeah that's worse her. than she's like, <laughs> like that's just scary because she's like playing i don't i i don't know what happened to her no one like knew exactly what she what happened but it was just like again i also don't know how i feel about children's spirits yeah so it's just kind of like if we feeling. go down that road it might just be something trying to get even more sympathy yeah of like not only am i a little girl like i'm a girl like yeah with a disability and mm -hmm. like and there's yeah. like and like i'll talk about later like this thing called the elemental which is like it's really dark it's like a lot darker and so it's mm -hmm. like could this thing be become being a little girl you know so Mildred also had a little bit to say about the girls. She said, another night I was sleeping with my little girl. So I think she had a daughter. I awoke and saw a girl with long, fair hair standing at the fireplace, one hand at her side, the other on the chimney piece. Thinking at first it was my little girl, I felt on the pillow to see if she were gone, but she was fast asleep. There was no fire or light of any kind in the room. <laughs> oh, I guess she just disappeared, but hmm. that would scare me too. Yeah. Either, uh, I mean, honestly... There's no spirit that probably would not scare me at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you're not expecting, like, even yeah. when we go to Waverly and we're yeah. looking for spirits, it still freaks you out when yeah. you think you see something. Yeah. <sighs> now, we're moving on to the murdered woman. <laughs> I don't know her name. So this is another woman who is seen, has been seen since the Darby family. Um, she is said to be another woman murdered by the O'Carrolls, <laughs> which makes sense that most yeah. people were probably murdered by them. Um, Mildred had a couple stories about this woman. She said, once there is a woman with very few clothes and a red cloth over her face. She screams loudly twice and disappears. Twice. <laughs> twice. And then she had another story where she said, one night I was sitting talking with my governess. I got up, said goodnight and opened the door, which is at the top of the, of the back staircase. As I did so, I heard someone, a woman coming slowly upstairs, walk past us to a window at the end of the landing and then with a shriek fall heavily. As she passed, it was bitterly cold and I drew back into the room, but did not say anything as it might frighten the governess. There is a reenactment of the two O'Carroll brothers fighting over a lover. She was chased along the gallery and then stabbed. They all disappear and the entire keep is lighted up. <laughs> so maybe people see a battle like scene. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Sean Ryan, the current owner, has reported hearing a woman screaming also. So to this day, Sean. you can hear someone. <laughs> I, in all of the shows, we watch if i if ever if anyone ever hears a scream i can just forever hear that scream in my mind like it's so terrifying oh my goodness but <laughs> now we're down there's another two more uh, three more spirits so the next two are the governess and the old man <laughs> great so a spirit known as the nanny or governess is often reported with emily and charlotte the little girls um guests have said that they have been touched or someone has like brushed by them which would scare me um i've been touched which is yeah. terrifying <laughs> um sean ryan's friend was actually eating lunch at the castle once um and he had brought a, a guest with him and they were sitting near a fire in the main hall and saw a lady in victorian clothing diagonally across from them um they both saw and the guy was was a skeptic and then his whole outlook on ghosts had changed after yeah. seeing that woman. So, ooh, I love when skeptics like change their mind about something. Yeah, there's also an old man spirit who's often seen at the fire, just sitting there peacefully. Aww. I don't think he bothers anyone. People just see an old guy love that for him. <laughs> I just had the thought though, what do people see Sean Ryan sitting there? And they're like, Aww. oh man, <laughs> they probably just not. think it's a ghost. Yeah, no, I think it's an actual spirit. So Mildred Darby also saw both of these so i don't know how she's seen so many 
but it, it's like just... and it's crazy that she like reported all of these mm-hmm. and then people later still have seen so it's yeah. like not like she made something up it's like maybe she like was like have, i don't know she practiced a cool magic i have that down okay. here she did practice i was like magic. i was gonna say she had to have i think been, like, she was psychic, kind of psychic or like had yeah. some sort of definitely yeah yeah so this is her quote about the old man and the governess um there is a little old man <laughs> with a green cutaway coat knee breeches and bright shoe buckles holding a leathern bag in his hand sometimes seen with a little old woman with skinny hands long black mitts old-fashioned dress and big headdress both are sometimes seen with an old man dressed like a priest with an intensely cunning face the green old man tries to stop people i don't know what she means by tries to stop people like stop them from leaving i don't know it does not say Interesting. but the green old man the green old man so now the last spirit of this place is the elemental and the page of this had a creepy photo and i was just like i need to type fast so i could scroll down so this thing isn't (laughs) staring at me but it's just it was very creepy so the elemental there's a lot of mystery around this spirit and no one really knows how or when the spirit was first encountered at lep castle there are a few theories as to what the elemental is and when the spirit arrived One of the earlier beliefs, so the first one, is that the elemental was placed at the site before the castle by druids to protect the sacred space for initiations and other magic. Another, which I think on Ghost Adventures, I think they were acting like it was a banshee. (laughs) And like, I'm pretty sure they heard screaming. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they heard screaming. So that was scary. Um, another belief is that the elemental was placed there by someone who invaded the castle to burn it down. Um, most people suspect, um, the Earl of Kildari, Kildar, um, named Gerald Fitzgerald, who practiced magic and tried to take the castle over a few times. Hmm. Some people locally have thought that the spirit was of an ancient O'Carroll member who died of leprosy. <laughs> One time Sydney and I had a very long, <laughs> we were driving to like the lake leprosy. or something and we were like Googling <laughs> leprosy anyway um some of the facial features and the smell of the elemental are kind of like of decomposition so people are kind of like maybe they had leprosy and they were decaying (laughs) i don't know that's what it said also you can smell this thing is terrifying i don't ever want to smell like at waverly there's something that you can smell and i'm like i don't ever want to smell it no, thank you. But, um, the last theory is that Mildred Darby herself is somewhat responsible for summoning the elemental. Um, Mildred would practice occult magic and would do seances and automatic writing, which if you don't know what automatic writing is, neither do I. <laughs> but I guess it's like basically a psychic ability where a person writes down written words without consciously writing them down. Mm-hmm. I literally don't understand. I also don't love psychic, like psychics freak me out. So And don't some of them like not even write words they just like scribble, scribble. and then can like inter i don't yeah. know it's so weird it's very interesting i don't understand i'm clearly not a psychic <laughs> because of these practices people think mildred's the one who awoke or summoned the spirit around the time that mildred was doing all of the magic was when the obliette was found Mm. so i think people think with her doing Combined. magic and the energy of that probably woke it up and um because shortly after that discovery was when mildred experienced the elemental herself which is like spooky um surprisingly though the ryans sean and his wife have never really felt the more negative presence so people are kind of like okay they're not trying they're not actively trying mm-hmm. and so other on the other hand people that have like come to try and look for it they and like have provoked it a bit have experienced it more and so i'm like if you go there leave it alone mm-hmm. you'll be fine if you go there trying to bother it yeah you're not gonna maybe be it fine. just like recognizes that that's their home and just like yeah and like they're not doing anything wrong yeah. to it they're not doing magic they're just kind of just playing their playing irish music <laughs> yeah letting nice people come in showing them around telling them about the murder <laughs> <laughs> and then to finish us out i have personal experiences with the elemental um first up is our resident journalist mildred darby <laughs> it's kind of this was a long one great and then i have some from like people that visited more recent years so mildred darby Suddenly, two hands were laid upon my shoulders. <laughs> I turned I turned around sharply and saw as clearly as I see you now, a gray, 
thing, in quotes, standing a couple feet from me with its bent arms raised as if it were cursing me. I cannot describe in words how utterly awful the thing was. Its very undefinableness rendering the horrible shadow more gruesome. Human in shape, a little shorter than I am. I could just make out the shape of big black holes like great eyes and sharp features, but the whole figure head, hands, face, and all was gray, unclean, bluish gray, some of the color and appearance of the common cotton wool. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> so sinister, repulsive, and devilish. My friends who are clever about occult things say this is what they call an elemental. The thing was about the size of a sheep, thin, gaunt, and shadowy in parts. Its face was human, or to be more accurate, inhuman, and its vileness with large holes of blackness for eyes, loose, slobbery limbs, and thick saliva-dripping jaw sloping back suddenly into its neck knows it had none <laughs> only <laughs> only spreading cancerous cavities the whole face being a uniform tint of gray this too was the color of the dark coarse hair covering its head neck and body this woman knows how to write <laughs> yeah its forearms were thickly coated with the same hair, so, so were its paws large, loose, and hand-shaped, and it sat on its hind legs. No, one hand or paw <laughs> was raised, and a claw-like finger was extended ready to scratch the paint. <laughs> its lustreless eyes, which seemed half decomposed and looked incredibly foul, stared into mine, and the horrible smell, which had before offended my nostrils only a hundred times intensified, came up to my face, filling me with deadly nausea. I noticed the lower half of the creature was indefinite and seemed semi-transparent at least. I could see the framework of the door that led into the gallery through its body. That was very vivid and like... <laughs> very she like spent a long time looking yeah. at this thing she's I, like sitting there looking at it just writing <laughs> down i can't get over her referring to it as the size of a sheep yeah <laughs> she said it was small yeah it's like hunched over with its creepy one claw yeah. <laughs> now you can see why i was getting spooked right yeah now. <laughs> um so now i have fast forwarding to 2002 Great. this one's from 2002 um i think it was just a visitor they said i traveled to lep castle in order to make a show for a local tv network and this was my first time in the notorious castle i had heard so much about so the show went well but i wanted to try the uv on the camcorder and whilst still shooting i had sent something down the old access to the battlements earlier and never went down i I climbed the stairs with the camcorder in front. The light from the UV allowed me to see about six feet ahead and no more, so I climbed slowly. I opened the gothic-style door and made my way slowly down the narrow passage about 10 feet in. About 10 feet in, I thought I saw something move and I lifted my head. I would not look. <laughs> I could feel something was wrong, but I had no idea what. This time, with the camera dropped, I thought I saw a glow come from around the corner, and then it went back in. I stood and studied this for a while and thought it may be a side effect of the UV, which can be common. A few steps more my body was weakening fast it was a strange sensation suddenly this mass of white like mist raced around the corner like a bull <laughs> even the rubbish on the floor scattered as it approached at speed the passage was tight and i turned to my left to try and get out but it was too late i felt the pain as if something had just pierced under my right rib cage and went all the way through to the back this startled me a little a little a little <laughs> it was scared the crap out of me and we proceeded to arrange shooting in the cellars they kept going um the audio refused to tape again in the cellars and i felt really odd I was sweating heavily and was becoming very weak and drowned in dread. Um, right after the incident in the tunnel, it felt as if a hole in my chest had been punctured on a spiritual level and my life was seeping into the stones. <laughs> in order to describe it and let the reader understand, they would have to had they would have had to experience a large blood loss sometime in their lives. As they felt the blood drain, this weakness would become prominent. In other words, they were experiencing the onset of death. I was dying. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> They are also a good writer. <laughs> I, all these people like really know how to write and I'm like grateful that they did because I like the vivid. These are so much better than like, we went to this place and I saw kind mm -hmm. of this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so much more entertaining. Here's another one. This one is... This one didn't have a year. Burnt out during the 1920s, Lep's look looks lived up to his reputation. Narrow gothic windows, ivy-covered towers, bats, and a barn owl. <laughs> it was like a set from the Vincent Price movie. I don't know what a Vincent Price movie is. <laughs> Do you? 
No. Okay. Forgive us if that's important. Um. <laughs> we crept in through the gaping doorway. Our flashlights revealed a huge hole in the stone floored front wall, and we gingerly made our way around the edge, heading for the spiral staircase. No ghosts would make us nervous. We were the Dublin Ghostbusters. <laughs> Despite our confidence, we found ourselves talking in whispers, a slight sound behind me, and I spun like a ballerina to see the cause. But as I spun around, I slipped and then dropped through the hole in the floor. The flashlight hit a rock and went out. Just above me, just out of reach, I could see the jagged outline on the floor. I could hear friends coming to help me. And then in the darkness, I could hear a sniffling, snorkly sort of noise. <laughs> snorkly? sniffly snorkly sort of noise got it there was a smell too a horrid rotten smell i'm not athletic same but that night terror put rockets into my heels i shot upwards scrambling madly i made the doorway and did not stop running till i was safely in the car you know i think those things would also make me run to my car so sniffly snorkly sniffly snorkly noise <laughs> i can't even say it right sniffly, sniffly snorkly, snorkly. <laughs> and then this last one that was on the site from 2006 yeah this one's not fun either okay it's a little it's a shorter one um i looked into the darkness of a corridor that exited the spiral stairway i became aware of the smell of sulfur it was as if boxes and boxes of matches had suddenly been lit at once i looked at my friends who had taken me to visit lep castle um he could also smell the sulfur i stared into the darkness of the corridor and had the impression that a beast like a bear or lion was staring back at me the tension was rising like a ticking time bomb my friend then closed the door and said to let sleeping dogs lie <laughs> meaning sometimes you just have to leave things alone <laughs> he was a friend of sean ryan and i certainly did not want to disrespect either of them by stirring up the elemental i was like you know he said i'm out of I'm here i'm gonna close this door and pretend like nothing's happening so that's awesome so do you think it just like presents itself because they said it was like a bear or a lion which is a lot it said it bigger. felt like that energy it said like yeah. it felt like that was staring back at I don't mm -hmm. think they actually saw it. Okay. I think they said it felt like something predatory okay. was looking at them. That's what I get from that. Oh, this little, little finger. finger. <laughs> One finger claw. <laughs> it's paw hand. <laughs> it's paw that looked like a hand, so it's a hand. <laughs> I do have a little, like a couple more notes cool so the elemental has been reported to have the ability to really harm anyone and like a lot of people have been the brunt of an attack mm -hmm. um one belief is that the elemental is able to change the atmospheric pressure generally lowering it and so the opposition of atmosphere of the atmosphere varies and prompts a condition known as serotonin hyperfunction syndrome this can trigger symptoms like heart palpitations nausea vomiting sweating chills tremor dizziness and fatigue it has also been reported that people's skin and hair will have an electric charge isn't that like, so wild your hair is like static -y. yeah their skin that's scary so weird i mean i don't know if there's anything else that can cause that but like it's when the know. spirit's around and so then the website also mentioned this but it's just kind of like interesting to see the similarities of from when mildred darby was living there and experiencing things and then guess more recently like i felt every hair on my head separate separate and move um these are just a couple more quotes and then i'm done but for my flesh all over my body and scalp crept and every hair on my head stood straight on end and then the last one is the absolute weakness that came over me the seeming cessation <laughs> that's a weird word um of the pulses of life the grip in heart and brain the deadly numbness which rendered me incapable of thought word or action when i first saw that awful beast but Oh, oh, it's just so scary. But anyway, so we should go there. I know. If we ever go to win, we go to Ireland because I will win. be going there. I do not know where this place is, but I'm going. We'll, we'll make it. Yeah. So wow. that is Lep Castle. Someday I will do the other place in Ireland that yeah. I was thinking of. But so. I think that might be our first international one. Is it? No, you did uh, Amanda Knox. Yeah, but she's American. So she's it's like American, kind of but it was somewhere else. Italy, so it was kind of. Yeah. It's both but yeah crazy i guess we've done a couple international madeline mccann's yeah Portugal, so we have never done. mind i lied that's our first international haunted place yeah so crazy i am stupid <laughs> and say dumb things and sydney has in i the keep a list yeah has been keeping a list and so has our um palette cleanser so to speak, it's going to be Sydney reading stupid thing I've said, and I don't know what she's going Katie to Katie doesn't say. know which one it is. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying it's a joke. <laughs> Everyone, well, let me, I don't know what it is. Maybe I meant it. 
I'm just kidding. If Sydney you might have meant it, but I don't want us to get sued. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I don't... I have a couple this ideas. This list makes me laugh so hard. Um, Katie, this is a quote from our resident host, Katie. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what Twitter is. Katie said, and I quote, I really feel like Elon Musk... <laughs> Could be on the trajectory to be the next o- to be the next OJ. <laughs> That's why I don't want us to get sued. Why would they come for me? We have no money. <laughs> this was after Elon Musk was announced as hosting SNL, yeah. and there was a meme <laughs> that said. F it, OJ as the host. So, okay, think email so? me if you think that that's true. Because Elon Musk could be on the trajectory to be the next OJ. Just had to say it and not all, laugh, not laughing. Well, please let me know if you think that that could be true because I cannot be alone. In this. I don't well, know if I think that's a joke, but if it means not getting sued, then sure. Great. Um, if you want to sue one of us, you should sue Katie. Um, <laughs> I have nothing to live for. <laughs> oh my kidding. gosh. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> okay. Well, well uh, you can <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or on Twitter at A Sick Podcast or on TikTok at Something Sick Podcast or send me an email and tell me if you think that you. <laughs> At, the some, next OJ. <laughs> at something sick podcast at gmail.com great we'll see you next week homies bye homies peace out mm-hmm.